age bias. Is it really a thing in today's workplace? And if so, how can you, as a Gen X worker, combat age bias, age discrimination, and truly walk towards your career passion? How can you conduct a job search in the midst of age bias? That's what we're talking about on today's show. So keep listening. Welcome to the Gen X Career Show, the only podcast designed specifically for the Gen X professional who wants to start a new chapter, finally finding passion and fulfillment in the work that they do every day. I'm your host, Kay Kirkman. Now let's get started. To the Gen X Career Show. My name is Kay Kirkman, and yes, I'm back for yet another episode. And today I am talking about something that I'm surprised that I have not talked about before. I guess I've talked about it sort of indirectly before, but I've never uh, dedicated an entire episode to this idea of age bias. So the idea that because you're over 50 or you're approaching 50, if you are indeed looking for your dream job or looking for your career passion role, that somehow age will come into play. Now, I have mentioned stories on the podcast about experiences that I've had either with friends of mine or strangers. I know I I mentioned a story about someone who came over to fix something at my house. And I don't know how we started talking about it, but we got on this subject about, you know, what I did and the things I was doing. And he straight out said to me, oh, you're too old to... um." to switch careers or you're too old to start something new. You're too old to start a podcast or whatever foolish thing <laughs> he had said. And and also just in conversations with people when I mentioned this idea that I have a podcast and a brand that talks all about how you can find your career passion at any age no matter if you think you're too old or it's too late. And when I talk about this concept that it's never too late, you know, I share these stories about, you know, there's all sorts of examples of people that were in their 40s and 50s before they really started whatever it was they were passionate about. I think Samuel L. Jackson was 40, you know, when he started acting and he has now been, if if, if not the most amount of movies, he's up there with being or starring in the most movies of any actor film actor. And then, of course, you have Julia Child, you have (laughs) Colonel Sanders, you have um, J.K. Rowling, who wrote the the whole, um, the whole, um, oh my God, I can't think of it, the Muggles, the, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling's, um, who wrote all of the, um, the books that she wrote. But anyway, there are just so many examples of people that are over 40 or over 50 or even over 60 who have started careers. I was looking at something 
Yes. Or no, no, I was listening to a podcast. It was actually the Fishbowl podcast. If you haven't listened to that, it's a great podcast. There was a woman on there that had written a book. And one of the stories she included in the book was a man who found out that he could paint at 47. He literally picked up a, I think it was the first thing he did was a pencil sketch. And he literally picked up a pencil and started sketching the image of a, of a photograph he had done. So he was a photographer, is a photographer by trade. And so one could argue that he already had those sort of artistic eyes, but he literally started a whole new career as a painter and apparently is creating these beautiful paintings. You know, he discovered his gift at 47, but he has actually has been painting probably for three or four years now. But anyway, I say all that to say that despite so many examples of all of these incredible individuals who have started careers, you know, after the age of 40, after the age of 50, when I talk about this idea that you can create your ideal perfect career or you can live out your career passion even after the age of 40, 50, et cetera, I still get blank stares. And I I definitely get the feeling that people are listening to me and they hear me, but they really don't believe it. The Harry Potter movies <laughs> is what I was trying to think of before, Harry Potter. I don't know why I just drew a blank on J.K. Rowling, but anyway, she created the Harry Potter series. She was homeless and she was uh, broke, um, and now she's she is far from either one of those now. But I, I do get the feeling that people just really don't believe it. And so a lot of times, especially when I'm coaching people, one of the first things that they talk to me about is this idea of age bias. And well, it's hard to get a job now. Because for some people, their career passion involves working within an organization where they would have to interview and, and get a, a, a nine to five or a W-2 job, which is totally fine. I'm all for whatever lights you up inside. But I do get this question a lot. And so I decided I would devote an episode to just exploring this idea of age bias and talk about some of the reasons why a company might use age bias and some of the things that you can do to enhance yourself as a candidate so that this idea of age bias is not so much of an issue. And by the way, I will say that with the way the world is now with the internet, even with this idea of age bias, there are so many opportunities for people that are over the age of 40. So I just want to mention that even as doing this episode, that even though I'm going to mention some aspects of this idea of age bias, there are still opportunities. So this isn't really to say that these items should should stop you, but there are some things that you can be aware of, especially if you're deciding that your path, your path to your career passion is indeed through a traditional corporate job which I applaud just as I do any any other route of finding your career passion. So first of all, it's important to understand why 
there might be age bias in the workplace. And there are several reasons that an employer might look at someone's age as they consider them possibly for a role. So the first thing is cost. And this is a pretty obvious one. Obviously, if you are a Gen X professional and you are entering the workplace for whatever reason, via layoff or you just want to change or a career transition, it's pretty much built in that you will want to command a higher salary because at this point in your life, you have created probably a lifestyle that supports that is supported by a higher salary than, say, a junior professional or certainly an entry-level professional. So a lot of times companies are, you know, these days they're decreasing their management roles and they're lowering salary budgets, which is creating a lot more competition for the few senior roles that are available. And that is a reality from a business standpoint. So that is something that you you do have to consider if you're an older worker and you're seeking to, to get into the job market. And so really with that, the important thing to consider is making sure that you do thorough research on what the salary expectation should be for your skills for a specific role and being able to make a case for that in the interview and in the salary negotiation process. So that is something that you will have to think about if that is the case for you in your situation. So knowing the demands of the role and knowing how they how they stack up against your skill set is key in making sure that you can still command the, the salary that you need in order to support your current lifestyle. So again, a lot of what I'm going to mention, I'll also include a tip on what you could possibly do in order to combat that particular element of age bias. The other thing is uh, flexibility. So in many cases, if you are a Gen X worker, companies expect, some companies, uh, you know, this, this is really depending on the role. But many companies expect you to be able to work longer, travel more, be open to relocation, be able to adapt to organizational changes, and also quickly pivot and learn new advancing technologies and things of that nature. A lot of times when they think of older workers, they do think that Older workers are more set in their ways and less adaptable to change as opposed to a young worker or even a, a middle-level middle, middle level worker who is still fairly new in their career who might be more on that climbing the corporate ladder track. You know, a lot of times when you reach the Gen X age bracket or when you as you get older, that becomes less important because you have other priorities as you advance in life. Um, You might have uh, older parents that you need to take care of. You might have children that are now out of the nest, you know, out in college, and you might want to now travel and maybe scale back now that you have additional free time if your children are out out of the house. And so a lot of times the priorities of Gen X workers don't really line up with the expectation of today's marketplace. 
So that might be another reason that a company may overlook someone who is older in favor of someone who is younger because of the perceived lack of flexibility that a Gen X worker might have. One of the things that you can do to combat that is to continually be upgrading your skills, obviously. And if you have the bandwidth to do so, make sure that you communicate your level of flexibility and be honest about it. If you're not willing to work 70 hours a week and travel five days a week and be home on the weekends, then certainly don't go into an interview situation stating that that's the case. Make sure that you are up to date on the trends of your industry and constantly upskilling your capabilities if that's necessary for the type of role that you want to go for. Those are a couple of the reasons why, those are the primary reasons why an employer might pass you over for a role because of your age. And of course, we all know that this is not something that is particularly legal or fair, but this is just something that is a reality of some roles in the marketplace. So how do you combat that? You might be saying, okay, okay, given all of those, those reasons that an employer might pass me over, what can I do about it? So I already mentioned a couple of things to think about. You know, being honest about your level of flexibility and also being very prepared in terms of your salary expectations, in terms of what you bring to the table, uh, are a couple of ways that you can start to combat some of those, some of those reasons why someone might overlook you. But think about your resume too. You know, resumes have evolved so much uh, back if you're if you're in the Gen X age bracket, then you know that resumes back in the day could potentially be five pages long. And if you've been in the marketplace or excuse me, if you've been in the workplace for any length of time as a Gen X worker, of course, you know, you could probably have a 15 page resume. But remember, you really only need to include about the last 10 years of experience on the resume or only relevant, only experience that's relevant to the position that you are going after. So for example, if you do have experience that's related to a position that you want to go after and it's uh, it, it's something that you did over 15 years ago. That's something that you could either mention in your summary section in terms of the skills that you did, or you could mention it in a cover letter. So you don't necessarily have to go back 15, 20 years ago and mention you know what you did 15 or 20 years ago. There are other ways that you can make sure that that's known. Uh, you know, it's funny. I had a coaching client today who told me about, of course, we all know about this whole AI situation, which I am just fascinated by. If you're not familiar, if you've been under a rock for the, for the past, uh, I don't know how long it's been going on. I'm talking about being under a rock. I'm really just now getting into learning about AI and its capabilities. But basically, there's a bot that can actually from asking you certain questions by giving you prompts and you answering certain questions, 
create documents, create products, create all kinds of things. And it's an artificial intelligence generated product or document that they can create. This is something that is being used with resumes. And so there's a there's actually a website where you can go and create an AI generated website and I took a look at a we- at a um, excuse me an AI generated resume and I took a look at a resume by one of my uh, coaching clients that was AI generated and it was actually pretty good I couldn't believe it it was very clean easy to read there was a summary section it had all the keywords in it so it was pretty amazing how this was generated by artificial intelligence it just really blew my mind so the reason i mentioned that is because you really want to make sure that your resume doesn't take you out of the running before anyone even gets a chance to meet you and really get to know you as a candidate. And sometimes if you have an old-fashioned looking resume that is outdated and you have more than 15 years of experience, you have multiple, multiple page resume, that can count you out before you're even in the game. So make sure you invest in a resume. If it's an AI-generated resume, I think he paid $5 (laughs) for the resume. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. But just make sure that the resume really reflects you as a candidate, an updated, fresh image as a candidate, rather than really screaming that you're, you're an older worker. Now, having said that, I really want to highlight before I go any further that your tenure, your maturity, so many things about you being the age that you are, are a huge asset, especially in today's marketplace, because companies need leadership. Companies need tenure. Companies need the type of experience that you can only get by living on this planet for a length of time. And so some of those things are things that younger workers just cannot replicate simply for the mere fact that they haven't been on this earth as long. So that is something to keep in mind as a benefit in the back of your head. And many companies are very, very interested in that type of experience, in that type of emotional intelligence that one can only get as we grow older. So think about that too. Think about also the way that you represent yourself visually. I'm not saying to get a, you know, uh, get a toupee if you're a man and you're balding or <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that you have to do things that are outside of your character, but just make sure that you present a fresh look that you look professional, but you don't look um, as dated. Um, You know, just make sure that, you know, just think about the people that you're drawn to. You're drawn to people with bright personalities, people who are, you know, well-groomed, well-dressed, that that present themselves well. And so think about that too uh, on your LinkedIn profile, you know, if you include a picture on your resume, which is really not as necessary now. And by the way, I'm not a resume writer. (laughs) So take everything that I'm saying about resume with a grain of salt and do your own research. Um, But these are just things, obviously, that I know just from being a career coach. Um, So think about your image, right? Think about how you present yourself in, in a visual form and think about how you would feel either attracted or or 
or not attracted to you as a candidate just visually, just seeing you on LinkedIn or just seeing you in a visual way. Uh, Think about that too. And also, you know, there's a saying that your vibe attracts your tribe. So think about the energy that you're putting out. You know, when you're applying for positions or when you're in interviews, are you walking in already defeated because you think you somehow have a disadvantage because you're an older worker? You know, I've talked about this before in the show, but our thoughts actually create our reality. So if you're thinking that you're too old or you're never going to be hired or there's so much age bias and all of these things, then when you go onto an interview, that's going to shine through. So think about how you're coming across. You'll constantly feed your mind with books and podcasts and reminders that there are workers of all ages who are getting roles in the workplace. And there's no reason why you can't be one of those. And then make sure that you're always focusing on appropriate jobs for yourself. Meaning, don't be so desperate for a job that you've got 30 years of experience and you're going for junior level roles that require preferred bachelor and one year of experience. Obviously, if you walk into a role and you're extremely overqualified, that's going to be a red flag to an employer. So think about really only applying to roles that are really a fit. Now, I do understand that if you're in some sort of financial crunch and you just need to work, that's a real thing. So, you know, you may want to consider taking something that's lower level as you still pursue what you really want to do. And that could be in the form of freelancing or consulting or doing something that's not actually going for, you know, a full-time role. Or it might be necessary for you to do that, to step down, to step up, but just be realistic about what you're going for. Because of course, employers are going to be able to sniff out, like I said, if you have 30 years of experience and you're going for an entry-level role, that is going to raise a, a red flag just as if it would if you didn't have the necessary skills that they're asking for in the job application. So when I say appropriate jobs, think about it in a couple of ways. So think about it in terms of your experience, but also think about it in terms of a culture fit. Don't apply at a young, trendy company, uh, you know, a startup or something like that, if that's not really an environment where you feel you can thrive. Now, of course, if you do, and that's your personality, and you feel that you could thrive in that fast-paced environment where you're dealing with a lot of younger people, then by all means, go for it. But just be realistic. You know, go for what you really want to do. If you're a Gen X worker and you're listening to me right now, you've worked long and hard in the marketplace. And if you haven't ever really gone for what you truly want, now is the time. There's no better time than right now. So think about your next role in terms of appropriateness, not only in terms of the role itself, but also the culture. And, and everything about the role. And don't take on roles, you know, again, if you're in a financial crunch or if you're in a special situation, I definitely understand. But for the most part, really be honest with yourself and your potential employer about what you truly want to do. And one of the things to leverage in addition to just the maturity, the emotional intelligence that you bring to the workplace 
is also your network. If you've been in the if you've been in the workplace for 25, 30 years, you have no doubt amassed a network of people that you can now reach out to if indeed you're looking to make a career transition or you know if you're looking to uh, do something totally new or if you're looking to just continue to doing what you're doing but maybe at a different company so definitely think about your network as an asset think about the assets that you have as a Gen X worker or as a worker over 40. Think about the assets, even as you're thinking about the reality of possible age bias. I think if you can leverage your assets and you can keep in mind some of the items that I mentioned today about the reality of being an older worker in the the job marketplace, you can take those and, and be realistic about them. It's kind of like the elephant in the room, right? So you want to think about them, but don't let them paralyze you when it comes to moving forward with discovering your career passion and truly, truly doing work that you love and that you enjoy and that lights you up every time you wake up and you go to that particular job. It's a fabulous, fabulous feeling and everyone should experience it. And if you're a Gen X worker and you've never experienced that, you definitely wanna focus on, on finding that type of role. So that is what I have for you today. Hopefully it was helpful. You got some nuggets from it. Pass it along, you know, tell a friend about this podcast if you know other Gen Xers or older workers or just someone who's interested in discussing career topics. Please turn them onto this podcast. You know, we grow as people share the podcast. And if you're finding value, I I encourage you and I ask you respectfully to pass on the word that the Gen X Career Show is here every week to serve and to inform, entertain, and educate. And that is what I have for you today. And as always, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Gen X Career Show. Make sure to visit our website, yourgenxcareer.com. And while you're there, grab your free dream job discovery list, a curated collection of over 20 job titles to spark your imagination, ignite your passion, and move you one step closer to work you truly enjoy.